Hey, how many credit cards are in your wallet? The only card you need is the UK Federal Credit Union Visa Platinum Card, which offers rates as low as 7.24% APR. When unexpected expenses arise, you need a credit card with options, like the UK Federal Credit Union Visa Platinum Card with no annual fee and no balance transfer fee. Annual percentage rates apply, member qualifications apply, but the rate is variable and it applies to Visa or Platinum Card, subject to credit approval, and subject to change. For full disclosures, visit UKFCU.org, federally insured by NCUA. Owing is a paid program on 630 WLAP. Sunset is an angel weeping Holding out a bloody sword No matter how I squint I cannot Make out what it's pointing toward Sometimes you feel like you've lived too long Days drip slowly on the page You catch yourself facing the cage Welcome to the Tom Dupree Show this week. Joining us, Congressman Andy Barr. And here's our host, Tom Dupree. Okay, this song is by Bruce Coburn, spelled C-O-C-K-B-U-R-N. He is uh, kind of the successor to Gordon Lightfoot in Canada, folk singer. Jimmy Buffett has actually done a cover of this song, um, and I've been listening to him for 30 years, and we've never played him on this show, so I figured we would today. Why not? Okay, here's my psalm for today, Psalm 61. You know, I'm really getting into this. I've typically been a King James guy, but I'm getting into this new living translation. (laughs) You know, I don't know why, I just like it. Oh, God, listen to my cry, Psalm 61. Hear my prayer. From the ends of the earth, I cry to you for help. When my heart is overwhelmed, lead me to the towering rock of safety, for you are my safe refuge, a fortress where my enemies cannot reach me. Let me live forever in your sanctuary, safe beneath the shelter of your wings, for you have heard my vows, O God, you have given me an inheritance reserved for those who fear your name. Psalm 65, 1, actually, uh, verses 1 through 5. All right, we have our congressman who has been so faithful about coming on the show when we ask him to. And he, you know, <laughs> he's endured uh, me asking him stupid questions and, you know, questions that were designed to be gotcha but he's quicker than me because he's younger and you know smarter and all better educated and all that stuff because he knows how to get around that he's very good at at this and we're going to talk today because i believe it's so important afghanistan what's going on um so andy um, i will start by saying it seems like a lot of people on the conservative side want to sort of lay the entire blame for all this at Joe Biden's feet. I don't believe you can really do that because Trump actually tweeted, let's get out of Afghanistan. So there's been a a sentiment, at least, for getting out of Afghanistan uh, prior to uh, this administration. But it seems like the um, way it's been done has been so incredibly bungled and it almost seems as if you know it was planned to be screwed up it's just amazing and you know i i must say that the the night it became apparent that they were gonna uh take the election for biden and that's all i'll say about that was that you knew coming down the road there was going to be a disaster like this at some point it was inevitable and here we are so well what a timely psalm um to seek um, refuge in God's strength during a time of chaos and uh, disintegration of uh, peace, uh, especially in 
uh, that dark part of the world. Uh, I have visited Afghanistan in my capacity as a member of Congress. Uh, October 2015, I visited both uh, Kabul, the airport there, our embassy, a billion-dollar facility of taxpayer, U.S. taxpayer funds uh, as part of the trillion-dollar investment that we've made uh, countering terrorism uh, in that uh, uh Godforsaken country um, over the last 20 years. And then, of course, uh, in the middle of the night, took a Blackhawk in the the middle of the dark uh, over to Bagram Air Base, where I saw uh, the brave men and women in uniform defending our freedoms and and countering the terrorist threat. And so to see this uh, unfold before our eyes over the last uh, several weeks, a predictable outcome, uh, given uh, this president's a policy of a precipitous uh, and unplanned uh, retreat. Uh, it 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 just brings to mind those men and women who served over there over these last twenty years. Um, what is going through their minds? I have received many communications from my constituents, Afghanistan veterans themselves, Gold Star families, families who have lost uh, loved ones, uh, who gave the ultimate sacrifice in Afghanistan in defense of our freedom. And what I come away with in those conversations is that this, this, as you say, a bungled exit from Afghanistan, this has to go down as one of the most consequential, embarrassing, and catastrophic foreign policy mistakes of my lifetime, and maybe time will tell, American history. Why do I say that? Because over the weekend, we saw the largest single jailbreak of radical Islamic jihadists in world history. Thousands of terrorists, enemy combatants, apprehended by American forces on the battlefield over the course of 20 years, released out of the abandoned Bagram Air Base prison um, to return to the battlefield uh, and plan attacks against uh, Americans in the West at a time when we have absolutely no operational control over the border of the United States. It is a frightening situation, and I truly believe because of the mistakes made and the total failure and weakness of this president, uh, the United States is more vulnerable to a terrorist attack than we were on September 10th, 2001. Oh, absolutely. I mean, I, I, I had this feeling. Well, the first time I ever felt like we were in danger was, and I'll be honest with you, it was 1992 when, when Bill Clinton got elected. Uh, I knew that we were, and that's been a long time, but uh, I knew we were kind of going into a new area of uh, presidents uh, that were uh, not what we, and then felt it again with Obama, and now with uh, Biden, it's it's the worst of the worst. And I, I fear it's the kind of medicine that we're taking as a result of uh, so many uh, years of, of, of pursuing um, uh, the, the kind of policies that, that we have pursued. Um, the, it, it goes beyond, you know, oh, well, let's swing the house back, uh, which, of course, needs to happen. But the resolve, it just seems like our resolve to really police the world and do the kinds of things that we need to be doing has just dissipated and it seems like uh you know your average person is not aware now resolve yeah resolve is an interesting choice of word well i mean because you you have to have it to get out of bed every day in one sense but to do the right things in life you have to have intense resolve and i feel like they're just People are in this false sense of how dangerous the world is. I mean, yeah, we spent a trillion dollars over there, but we stopped the advance of terrorism for 20 years well, over there. To, well, to your point, the it's it's ironic that you use the word resolve. Maybe that was an intention on your part. The, the mission that the president voluntarily ended in a catastrophic way was resolute support mission. Resolute support mission. In 2001... Uh, our president, President George W. Bush, after the Twin Towers fell, told us this was going to be a generational struggle. 
that this struggle was going to outlive all of us. And I certainly understand my constituents and Americans around this country who are war weary and, and, and want to end these so-called endless wars. But I want to remind your listeners uh, that um, for all intents and purposes, we had withdrawn from Afghanistan and successfully so while preserving the security not by nation building at the end of those 20 years, but by deterring the Taliban. What do I mean by that? Uh, President Trump, it's no secret, was in favor of withdrawal, but an orderly conditional withdrawal. And by the end of his administration, he had executed a policy of a drawdown, an orderly, strategic, thoughtful drawdown that leveraged our residual security force of 2,500 troops, which put in historical context was quite small and, and, and not nearly as costly as our other residual forces from previous conflicts. For example, we had, uh, we, we have something in the, in the range of 75,000, uh, forward deployed troops in Germany, 30,000 in Japan and, and something around that range, 23,000, I think in South Korea, 75 years after those conflicts. And we only had 2,500 troops, uh, in, uh, uh, in Kabul and in uh, Bagram Air Base uh, at the end of the Trump administration and leveraging that force with our NATO coalition allies for a total residual force of about 7,700 coalition troops. That gave the Afghan National Army that we had invested in for 20 years the confidence and the will to continue to deter the Taliban. Plus the air support. The air support. The the, 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 the Afghan army could not function without our right. air support. And and if you can if you consider if you consider the fact that um, President Biden has blamed everyone but himself for this, he blamed Trump. He blamed the previous administration uh, uh, for "quote unquote" inheriting their policy when, in fact, he 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 changed their policy. I'll discuss that in a minute. Uh, he shifted away from the Trump administration policy. He abandoned the Trump administration policy. Uh, but also he blamed the Afghan National Army, said they didn't have the will. Let me tell you what, who didn't have the will? Joe Biden That's did right. not have the will. The oh. Biden administration did not have the will to continue a successful policy that, that helped the Afghan National Army continue to deter the Taliban and terrorist forces that, that were in their midst. And so, um, look, we trained them, but we trained them under conditions where they would have U.S. air support, where they would have continual um, residual security force uh, backup, and that's not what we sustained. Um, the the previous administration it is true had a withdrawal date of May first, but that was but it's been mischaracterized by the Biden administration and the press. Hey, how many credit cards are in your wallet? The only card you need is the UK Federal Credit Union Visa Platinum Card, which offers rates as low as 7.24% APR. When unexpected expenses arise, you need a credit card with options, like the UK Federal Credit Union Visa Platinum Card with no annual fee and no balance transfer fee. Annual percentage rates apply, member qualifications apply, but the rate is variable and it applies to Visa or Platinum Card, subject to credit approval and subject to change. For full disclosures, visit UKFCU.org, federally insured by NCUA. What the Trump administration left office with was a conditional, a conditional withdrawal strategy. Uh, there was, as Secretary Pompeo, former Secretary Pompeo, has has communicated well, and also Vice President Pence in, a, in an op-ed that was published in the Wall Street Journal over the last few days, explained that the policy was not an unconditional retreat. That was the policy choice of the Biden administration: a hasty, unplanned, precipitous an unconditional retreat by an artificial date certain, by the way, a date that they chose of September 11th, which I told Secretary Blinken in April what was a date that I can think of 364 better dates to choose if you're going to have a date certain. But the point is the, the Trump administration had a date, but it was conditioned on the Taliban meeting certain criteria and certain uh, facts on the grounds materializing, which 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 did not come to pass and which the Biden administration ignored. All right. I've got a question. So Israel has uh, basically uh, normalized relationships with a number of Gulf states. 
and uh, there's no shortage of, of money. Uh, and, uh, and then with Israel, uh, there's really no shortage of uh, uh, fighting power. Is it possible that with the U.S. sort of war-weary, that uh, Israel in this um, coalition that they seem to be nascently putting together, it starts with the economic uh, acknowledgement of each other's existence, which prior to that they didn't even do. But is it is it is that even a possibility that uh, you could have? Uh, them uh, step into the breach somewhat and and began to, you know, just say we're going to do this. Or with the liberal guy that's running Israel right now, uh, is that not a possibility? Well, I was just in Jerusalem as part of the very first congressional delegation post-pandemic um, to anywhere uh, in the world, and we chose Israel and Qatar to travel to, and uh, this was a delegation of the it's House. spelled Qatar for those of you. Q-A-T-A-R. I've never seen a Q before another vowel other than you, <laughs> but it is in the case of Qatar. Right. This was, uh, in my capacity as a member of the House Foreign Affairs Committee, yes. and we traveled there, and we met with the, the new Prime Minister, Naftali Bennett, who, by the way, is a conservative, and there's no daylight between Bennett and former Prime Minister Netanyahu in opposition to the Biden administration's Good. attempt to rejoin the Joint Comprehensive Plan of Action or the Iran nuclear deal, the flawed Iran nuclear deal. Is there I a think chance that's a, that the Israelis and everybody right, would I get together you. and I, kick th their ass? I, by the way, I think that did surprise <laughs> my Democrat colleagues that the new prime minister was equally well, yeah. opposed and I'm adamantly sure opposed to the Iran nuclear deal. But but let me just let me just say this. Well, y yes, that's that's a partial answer. But the but the truth is. They're President more worried Biden, about it than we are. Hell, it's closer well, to them. Well, President Biden has destroyed U.S. credibility, not just with our adversaries, but with our allies as well. Uh, you know, NATO pulled out of Afghanistan not because they wanted to, but because Biden did so precipitously. They knew they could not stay in there and sustain the fight without those 2,500 U.S. troops and, right. and our assets, including Bagram Air Base. So in April, when the administration came to us, and specifically the House Foreign Affairs Committee, and um, told us about, about their plans, reversing the, 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 the Trump policy of conditional uh, withdrawal and, and replacing with unconditional withdrawal without an, a, a plan um, that did not follow the intelligence, especially as it materialized and it became, it, it became clear to everyone on a bipartisan basis, this, was, this plan was going to fail. And we were being briefed by the executive branch. We were being briefed by Biden administration. So what's, what, why did he go ahead and do it anyway? Well, because it was a political decision. Well, if it was not supported by people in his own cabinet, how could it we're be? We're, we're, ta we're talking about professionals at the State Department and the IC, the intelligence community, who were, tell who were giving us intel briefings. We had the intel. We, what what we, political coalition would possibly be pressuring him to do something this well, stupid. Well, look, I mean, I think that, I think the, the, the farthest left wing of sure, their party, the sure. squad, the, are you talking absolutely. to those absolutely. people? Absolutely. So that's who he's listening to. Absolutely. But look, you know, it, th there's some extreme isolationists in all quarters of uh, the American political landscape that I think are naive. So you got a Rand Paul type. He's for pulling out of everything, well, right? But I, I think there's a I think there's a diversity of opinion on this issue. But I think where where there's a consensus across the board is whether you're for uh, maintaining a residual security force, right. as I am and as I was, and you're which a I, neocon, and which I urge the and which I urge. I'm just kidding. Uh, in which I urge the administration to to follow, or I'm whether to you're for complete withdrawal. The point is, this was a, this was a disorderly, disorganized, yeah. and precipitous exit that did not follow the conditions on the ground. So I don't understand how they were that stupid, or it almost looks like they planned to make it be uh, complete chaos coming out. How would you not know that if all your people, I don't care if you're in the squad territory over with AOC and Rashida Tlaib, or you're on some conservative guy that's right to the right of Rand Paul saying we shouldn't be in all these places. 
you still would plan it better than to have left it to just be a melee when you come out. How on earth, where, where's the, the gap? Are we dealing with somebody that is so cognitively impaired? This goes to the question of the stability of the leadership that you would think that you, that you could do this and that it would be all right. So, look, if you look at what the president did yesterday in his, his statement and then he retreated back to his vacation, he blamed everyone. He said the buck stops with him, but then he blamed everyone. He blamed President Trump. He blamed the Afghans, uh, our allies, who have fought bravely beside us for the last 20 years. Uh, he, 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 he blamed the intelligence community. But the truth is, the, and, and said it was an intelligence failure. And, and his, own, his own national security team right now is saying that nobody could have anticipated that. That, that is false. That's a lie. That's a lie because w they were getting the same intelligence briefings that we were. I know they were. And, and even the Democrats on the House Foreign Affairs Committee, when we were getting these intelligence briefings, they were asking questions not, not about whether Kabul would fall, but after Kabul fall, what were the contingency plans that the administration had for the women and girls? The Democrats were getting the same uh, in, intel that we were, uh, congressional Democrats. So I know that the president was getting these briefings. I know his national security team was getting these briefings. And that's why we need to hold these people accountable and why I called on their resignation, because they knew this was going to happen and they did nothing. They were they prioritized meeting a politically motivated date certain of September 11th, which is uh, the worst of 365 possible dates you could choose from. And um, his and now the the ultimate irony because of the catastrophe that has ensued because we have over fifteen thousand American citizens trapped because our Afghan friends who are trapped there are facing a a, a, a slaughter and because we've left behind material helicopters uh, small arms uh, firearms uh, all kinds of uh, weapon systems artillery that has now fallen in the hands of our uh, of our adversaries the Taliban B because of because of all of this someone needs to be held accountable that's why I'm calling on the resignation of these uh, national security team members God that's a good spot for a break you're listening to the Tom Dupree show with Congressman Andy Barr we're gonna go Sixth to a short break by the way Kentucky Kentucky six we're gonna go to a short break we'll be back in just a few minutes, stay tuned. variant has emerged. The woke virus is coming for everyone. Protect yourself with Clay Travis and Buck Sexton. Start boosting your immune system. Weekdays, noon to three. Make the smart decision. Inspired by Rush. Right here on 630 WLAP. Hi, I'm Tom Dupree. I've been in the investment business for 42 years. In this business, you observe human nature closely. And if you really observe, you might learn something. One thing I've learned is that when everybody is telling you something, it's usually wrong. Truth typically speaks in a small voice that requires effort and discernment to recognize. This is as true in the investment business as it is in life. Advice dispensed loudly and in a pushy way is usually being given with an ulterior motive, not one that is designed to benefit the hearer. For a free review of your retirement investment portfolio, Call the Pre-Financial Group at 859-233-0400 or look at DupreeFinancial.com. And be sure to listen to the Tom Dupree Show on Saturday mornings on News Radio 630 WLAP and Louisville's Talk Radio 1080 WKJK. Railroading has a long and glorious history, and now you can be a part of its equally exciting future at Progress Rail. Now hiring, Progress Rail, a Caterpillar company, offers competitive wages with a dollar per hour increase after 90 days, a $2,000 sign-on bonus, and a quarterly production bonus. Start a career that you can be proud of and help make the next century of railroading as historic as the last. Learn more and apply today at ProgressRail.com. That's ProgressRail.com. Hi, Phil Swift here. When that next storm is barreling down, get prepared with the Flex Seal family of products. 
floods can destroy your home. Push Flex Base deep into cracks and holes to help prevent flooding. Seal doors and windows, patch leaky roofs and downspouts. Remember, when that storm is coming your way, keep your family safe and dry. Be prepared with the Flex Seal family of products. Available at FlexSealProducts.com and fine retailers. See the largest gathering of Reds alumni ever at the Reds Hall of Fame induction celebration presented by PNC Bank on Friday, August 27th. The evening begins with the induction ceremony for legendary broadcaster Marty Brenneman, presented by Clark Schaefer Hackett, followed by the Reds Hall of Fame Legends game, featuring teams managed by Hall of Famers Johnny Bench and Barry Larkin. Tickets are just $15 for this unforgettable night at Great American Ballpark. For tickets, visit RedsMuseum.org. As we get back on the road and traffic increases, the Kentucky Office of Highway Safety is reminding you that law enforcement will be out this summer during the Blue Lights Across the Bluegrass campaign. The goal is not to write tickets, but to save lives. So do your part. Make smart choices each and every time you get behind the wheel. Obey the speed limit, drive sober, buckle up, and put your phone down. Spare yourself a ticket and possibly a life. Be safe this summer, Kentucky. Listen, I don't know if it's working out anymore. But I really love you. I really love you too, but I just need more. If you need more from your air conditioner, call All Trade Services. All Trade Services has all the tools you need to make your relationship with your air conditioner feel whole again. Be sure to call us for heating, plumbing, and electric service too. Call All Trade Services at 859-983-0279. That's 859-983-0279. All Trade Services. Let our family take care of yours. Hey, how many credit cards are in your wallet? The only card you need is the UK Federal Credit Union Visa Platinum Card, which offers rates as low as 7.24% APR. When unexpected expenses arise, you need a credit card with options, like the UK Federal Credit Union Visa Platinum Card with no annual fee and no balance transfer fee. Annual percentage rates apply, member qualifications apply, but the rate is variable and applies to Visa or Platinum Card, subject to credit approval, and subject to change. For full disclosures, visit UKFCU.org, federally insured by NCUA. Mix of sunny clouds across the area for your Saturday. It's a little on the humid side, nothing we can handle for the middle of August. Temperatures topping out into the middle 80s, an isolated storm risk. An isolated storm risk again as we go into your Sunday. Temperatures into the mid and upper 80s will carry those upper 80s into the start of next week. From the WKYT First Alert Weather Center, I'm meteorologist Chris Bailey. Broadcasting live 24-7 from the Red State Barbecue Studios. This is News Radio 630 WLAP. Hi, I'm Tom Dupree at Dupree Financial Group. If you ask most people, they will say the most valuable thing in the economy is money. In fact, it's so valuable that our Federal Reserve has printed an unlimited supply of it. Because as we all know, money is what makes the world go around. However, over time, it seems that it takes more than the promise of big money to actually motivate people to work. If it were only about money, all the jobs out there going begging for workers would be filled tomorrow. It seems like it takes more than money to get people to begin to think, to begin to act. For a free review of your retirement investment account, call Dupree Financial Group at 859-233-0400. And be sure to listen to the Tom Dupree Show on Saturday mornings at News Radio 630 WLAP and WLAP.com and Louisville's Talk Radio 1080 WKJK and WKJK.com. Finish your summer with a true crime podcast binge with iHeart. No one else has more true crime podcasts. Go deep on cases, form your own theories, and even help out investigators in real time with true crime podcasts to die for, like the new iHeart series, Murder in Illinois. That dark side would come out. Meet the new Dr. Death in the hit podcast's third season. His nickname was the Super Surgeon. Plus hundreds more to get you hooked. It's True Crime Podcast Week. iHeart, number one for music, radio, and podcasts, all in one. 630 WLAP.
Welcome back to the Tom Dupree Show. Joining us this week is Congressman Andy Barr of the 6th District. Of, our, of Kentucky. Of, can I get we, it? We, we, we not, he's not from Tennessee like in the song. Um, he's just got to butt in, you yeah. know? He just right. can't. It is your show. Take it over, Tom. Thank you for being here today, Andy. You know, you've always been so helpful to come on and speak to the listeners about issues in a very timely manner, which I commend you. I mean, I would commend you for that if I didn't agree with you at all politically, because it's accountability, something we have so little of in government these days. But I know that you run your shop differently. You're very accountable to your uh, constituents and you know things of that nature which just is the right way to do things you're on top of stuff you're well organized you uh have your facts straight you're very educated on what's going on those are all really great qualities by the way thank you for being like that and thank you for coming on the show on a regular basis. Well, you're nice to say that, but this is my job. I mean, the job of any representative is to is to talk about what is happening in the world and why it matters to Americans. And uh, Americans are less safe today because of what has unfolded. And and so we have to hold accountable those leaders who have failed the American people and have made Americans less safe. And that's what this is all about. And let me compliment you as well, because you're bringing this to the attention of your listeners. And this, there is no uh, matter more important than the national security of our country. And unfortunately, our national security has been compromised badly uh, because of the Biden administration's failure here. If if I could, I'd like to return to... uh, the, the one point that I was making earlier about this endless war, you referred to me as a neocon. I'll, I will quibble with the characterization I, of a I neoconservative. I was messing because, with you. Sure, I, I know. I but, was jacking around. But, but I, 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 I am very sympathetic to the idea that, that Americans don't want endless wars in the Middle East. Yeah. And, and I, I'm very sympathetic. But guess what? And I'm sympathetic. That may be the situation we're in if we're going to stay safe. And this may be just what we have to pay to, to well, keep them from being inside of our border. Nobody wants an endless war, but nobody wants our homeland to be under attack. That's either. what I'm saying. Exactly. And we are in an endless war, whether we like it or not. And, I think, and that's the reality. And I think the way to think about this, Tom, is Joe Biden might be finished with Afghanistan, but Afghanistan is not finished with the United States. And nothing Joe Biden can do will change that. The reality is there are more U.S. boots on the ground today than there were when Joe Biden took office. And there will be more U.S. boots on the ground tomorrow because of his colossal failure of leadership and this total debacle of a precipitous, hasty exit without a plan. And so the, the irony is that the end result is we're going to have a protracted, larger presence and a more dangerous presence for our contractors, for our men and women in uniform uh, as a result of this, uh, of this uh, uh, malfeasance and this incompetence is what I would call it. But I, I mentioned uh, as uh, earlier the statistics about where we have troops located for deployed around the world. And I, I, I misspoke about the exact statistics, but I have them in front of me, and I do want to share them with your listeners because I think it makes an important point. Um, this endless wars argument really doesn't apply to Afghanistan when you consider that there remain 53,000 U.S. troops in Japan in 2021. That war ended in 1945, and we still have 53,000. Now, some of that is there. Some of those troops are there on the counter-China mission, but the point is, we still have a far greater troop presence, boots on the ground presence in Japan, 75 years after World War II ended. In Germany, 
34,000 U.S. personnel, and in South Korea, 27,000. We had, at the end of the Trump administration, 2,500 American service personnel, uh, Air Force, Army, Marines, Navy, uh, located there. That doesn't include the contractors, but we had an additional 5,000 NATO coalition forces there for a total of 7,700 uniformed personnel um, maintaining the victory maintaining the peace and preserving the victory there. Um, we had more we had more troops in Spain, 3,000, than we had in Afghanistan. So the idea that we were engaged in some endless war is just not accurate. Um, under the leadership of President Trump, we had largely withdrawn from the place, but we had maintained a small, uh, fairly affordable residual presence to prosecute what we call resolute support mission, which, which was there to prevent this jailbreak of terrorists so and, talk about, and keep the homeland safe. Talk about who was at the Bagram Air Force and who's now loose. Well, Bagram, you know, I, I just got, you know, we have constituents who are contractors over there who, who've called our office in desperation just as recently as this afternoon. I talked to an amazing, amazing constituent of mine who I'm not going to disclose anything about him but i i will tell you in a uh, law enforcement retired law enforcement officer in our in our congressional district um, who spent five years as a department of state contractor working with our afghan allies over there and he's desperate to help the 12 or so individuals who were instructors of uh, the security forces who he worked with and he considers these people family to him because they risk their lives protecting us and now President Biden has abandoned them, and President Biden's administration has abandoned people like him. We, we in the Congress passed a bill, a supplemental appropriations bill, because Democrats joined Republicans in anticipating the fall of Kabul at the end of, Ju of July, based on the intelligence we were getting. We authorized 8,000 additional special immigration visas for these a Afghans who helped the United States. Um, and, and here's the message. This, it's so critical that we send a message to anyone around the world who wants to defend freedom and help the United States when we are in conflict. If we then turn around and abandon them in their time of need, when they're facing a brutal death by the Taliban, then who's going to trust us? Who is going to trust us? The Taiwanese, what are they thinking right now? And the Chinese are already uh, publishing, the Chinese Communist Party is already publishing op-eds directed towards the, the people of Taiwan saying, see, your, your friends in the United States, they will abandon you. President Biden will not protect you. Uh, and that is clearly propaganda aimed at, at reunification and taking over Taiwan without a single shot. And so this has ramifications beyond Afghanistan itself. Uh, we have removed any 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 appearance of deterrence whatsoever with respect to any of our adversaries, whether it's North Korea, China, the Chinese Communist Party, Russia, Iran, nobody has any trust that President Biden will stand up for freedom and democracy in the world. Our allies don't and our adversaries don't. And as a result, the world is less safe and the United States is less safe. And that's why I say this is this is perhaps the most catastrophic foreign policy mistake and failure uh, in my lifetime, and maybe even longer than that, depending on what happens and transpires as a result of creating a new safe haven for terrorism. You know, I, I don't have anything much to say about that. It's, um, it's astounding. It's... We owe it to these Afghans, the interpreters, the translators, the instructors, those who, who protected, who worked with our contractors, who, who worked against the terrorists, the Al-Qaeda, the Taliban, uh, ISIS in Afghanistan. These were individuals who were willing to put their lives on the line to risk uh, creating a better future for themselves and their families, and especially the women and girls in their families. And here we are. Um, you know, after the collapse of, of, of Kabul and we're not helping them. And that's outrageous. It's outrageous to the, Af uh, the, the veterans of Afghanistan that I've talked to. And, and I'll tell you, I worry about these veterans. I, have, I cannot tell you, I've received so many letters and calls and emails 
uh, from the uh, Afghanistan veterans just here in central Kentucky and how upset they are. Why don't you, do you have any of them you can read? Well, I'll read one to you. This one um, is a retired Navy SEAL who lives in our district. Um, And it just, I'm going to edit it a little bit uh, because it's, it's, it's pretty graphic. But he says, I feel like I'm going to a warrior brother's funeral. I am angry in disbelief that Afghanistan has been retaken by the Taliban off after almost 20 years of fighting and rebuilding. How could this administration allow this to happen? Might as well never invaded in the first place. Now a safe haven for terrorists and with social media, they will be running for its borders. When it's decided by our government to make Afghanistan a civilized nation, my brothers and I knew it would take multiple generations for this to happen. If you, if you have been there, you would understand. We knew our Western beliefs would never allow this to happen. We do not have patience for this. We knew the jihadists did have the patience and would wait as long as it would take. They probably didn't think they would, have, they would be able to take their lands back this soon. Today, when I read that the palace in Kabul, a place where my teammates and I protected former President Hamid Karzai, had been taken over by the Taliban and then raised their flag over the palace, I wanted to smash All of my awards from Afghanistan, they mean nothing to me. The deaths of so many of my brothers mean nothing to this administration. The billions of dollars in time put into rebuilding Afghanistan means nothing to this administration. Is this administration sympathizers of the Taliban? I still can't understand how in a blink of an eye, Afghanistan was overthrown without a bit of fight from the U.S. or NATO. It was all for nothing, a waste. So many great operators killed my brothers. I always felt I had left a part of myself in Afghanistan, and many of my brothers made the ultimate sacrifice there. Our team deployed there numerous times. What I didn't know is how much I had left there. Why do I care? Why am I so mad? Why am I and so many other warriors mentally damaged from their experience in Afghanistan? I'm questioning everything. We did the right thing after 9-11. We just retur- now we just returned to the way things were on September 10th, 2001. Right. And... Uh, you know, he, he's predicting a spike in veteran suicide. I, 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 I hate to say that that may be the case. We want any veteran out there listening right now uh, to, to contact our office. There are resources. Yeah. I'll, I'll tell you what, if you're thinking of that, call me personally. I can, I can walk people through these things. I've been through some of it myself, the depression part. I can, two, three, three, zero, four hundred. Just call me because I've been through some of those things and I'll talk to you. I'll talk to you because it's not the end of the world. You can find yourself doing something useful, but you're gonna. You may feel bad, but and, you and, don't. And 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 there are resources. There there's are a, there's, there's a lot there's of resources. A lot of resources. And, and, and we and there's there, a lot there's, of resources. There, there's wounded warrior veterans. I mean, suicide yeah, there are. Lines, there's and there's, there's people things can they can you. do, and, and don't you to. harm yourself. Don't think of what you can do. You know, maybe you should run for office. You know, sometimes there's. This, there, there's the, 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 the hard stuff going on. I mean, you know. Uh, well, and I wanted to also, uh, you know, for any of those veterans out there, I, I want to refer you also to a statement by President Bush uh, on Afghanistan. I mean, he, I, I think for those veterans out there who are heavy hearted because of what's happened uh, over the last few uh, days, I, I just want to read this from former President Bush. Um, You know, many of you deal with the wounds of war. This is President Bush uh, speaking to uh, America's veterans of Afghanistan. Many of you are dealing with the wounds of war, both visible and invisible. And some of your brothers and sisters in arms made the ultimate sacrifice in the war on terror. Each day, we have been humbled by your commitment and your courage. You took out a brutal enemy and denied al-Qaeda a safe haven while building schools, sending supplies, and providing medical care. You kept America safe from further terror attacks, provided two decades of security and opportunity for millions and made America proud. We thank you from the bottom of our hearts and will always honor your contributions. In times like these, it can be hard to remain optimistic. Laura and I will remain steadfastly so. Like our country, Afghanistan is also made up of resilient, vibrant people. Nearly 65% of the population is under 25 years old. The choices they will make for opportunity, education, and liberty will also determine Afghanistan's future. Um, you know, uh, and then he goes on and says, Dr. Sakena Yakobi of the Afghan Institute of Learning, which has opened schools for girls and women around that nation, wrote this week, while we are afraid, we are not defeated. She added, ideas do not disappear so easily. One cannot kill whispers on the wind. The Taliban cannot crush a dream. We will prevail 
even if it takes longer than we wanted to. So, look, we stand as a country united in gratitude for the men and women in uniform who sacrifice greatly to defend our freedom. And that freedom— I don't think you're right. I think there are parts of our country. I don't think we're united. I think there are people in the country, including our president and people that follow him, that don't give a damn about the veterans. Well, Why well, would they act that way? Well, I would agree that, that the way this went down and the poor execution was a slap in the face uh, to the hundreds of thousands of men and women who prosecuted the war on terror, uh, and especially to those Gold Star families whose loved ones I mean, gave to the be that sacrifice. thoughtless about it, that almost shows disdain and malevolence. I, there's there's an element I don't think you can completely attribute it to just incompetence. I think there's a level of 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 malefaction in this thing that is the most horrible, uh, despicable thing we've ever seen in any form of government. Well, to your point, it is uh, it is sad to see politicians More and leaders sad. in in Washington right now with all of the overspending and the the racking up of debt right now. Uh, this, those same political leaders zeroing out defense budgets and reducing defense budgets and reducing pay to our troops and proposing to reduce our border security and no no uh, uh, no increases to homeland security while they're overspending on everything else it is a slap in the face but i guess my larger point though tom is that there are millions of americans out there who are grateful for the patriotism service and sacrifice i would agree and i want those veterans to hear that because it's true and we 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 can't thank them enough for keeping the homeland safe. Their service matters, and it mattered, and it will continue to matter because it kept the American people safe for 20 years. Now, we've got a big problem on our hands now, but their service and sacrifice was worth it, and we are grateful. Right. Um, just in terms of Kentucky, uh, just in terms of where we live here in this uh, state what do we tell what you know we've got about uh four minutes left what would you like to say to your constituents on a local basis and just in terms of well a lot of people ask well andy why are you on the house foreign affairs committee and why does that matter to kentucky well this is why it matters it matters because i represent veterans of the war in afghanistan i represent gold star families who lost loved ones in Afghanistan. In fact, Kentucky was an, ama an amazing and continues to be an incredible contributor to our national security. We have a very patriotic constituency. Uh, we have many, many veterans. We have many veteran service organizations. We have a, a relatively very strong uh, uh, VA here, VA hospital. We've got a lot of uh, veteran uh, pro uh, veteran advocacy organizations uh, and 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 we've got the sixth congressional district veteran uh, coalition that we we meet quarterly and we talk about these things and and, and they care about this they care about the mission uh, and 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 this matters for our country's security um, the whole idea of the war on terror and going into Afghanistan was to take the fight to the terrorists so that we wouldn't have to fight them here. here. And and the and, know that. and twenty years on, twenty years after nine eleven, I think we can say the, the the same is true today. And in fact, I would argue the reason why I think we're more vulnerable today is because all these terrorists that we had apprehended, the seven thousand or so terrorists that were detained in Afghanistan, have now just been released, and we don't have control of our southern border. And and we know from the from the Department of Homeland Security, Congress has been briefed on this that over the last. Uh, seven months since President Biden has been in office, uh, we have seen over 1.3 million undocumented migrants come across the southern border, and many of those uh, individuals are are on the terrorist watch list, and those are the only the ones who have been apprehended. We're on pace to have over 2 million undocumented illegal migrants come across the southern border um, for, for, for the year 2021. And that's the highest level. That's a 420% increase over last year. It's the highest level in 21 years. It, it, is, uh, it, is, it is a direct threat to our homeland, especially now that we've given up uh, Afghanistan. 
And I, I predict, look, we're it, it's not a matter of if but when. Uh, we haven't, you know, with Joe Biden's uh, bungled strategy here, we haven't, we haven't withdrawn from Afghanistan. We're going to be there longer with more troops as a result of his failed strategy. Well, thanks for being with us today. Uh, in times like this, we do have to pray. We should pray fervently because only God ultimately is our protection. Just like we said in the psalm, we have to be people of faith. We have to try to walk in it every day. And pray for our country. Pray for our representatives. Thank you, Andy. And pray for our troops and our veterans. Yes. Thanks for coming on. And, uh, you know, uh, <laughs> you're doing all right, brother. We still live in the greatest country in the history That's of the it. world. Despite, God, bu- God yeah. bless America. Amen. Despite God. the greatest attempts of those trying to undo it. That's for sure. That's yeah. right. You've been listening to the Tom Dupree Show with 6th District Congressman of Kentucky. Did I get it all that time, Tom? Yeah. Good. Andy Barr, thanks for joining us. Thank you all. Stay tuned for the next hour. We've got our financial guys in the wings. They'll be joining us. Stay tuned. We'll be back in just a few. I'm Tom Dupree. I've been in the investment business for 42 years. In this business, you observe human nature closely, and if you really observe, you might learn something. One thing I've learned is that when everybody is telling you something, it's usually wrong. Truth typically speaks in a small voice that requires effort and discernment to recognize. This is as true in the investment business as it is in life. Advice dispensed loudly and in a pushy way is usually being given with an ulterior motive, not one that is designed to benefit the hearer. For a free review of your retirement investment portfolio, call the Prefinancial Group at 859-233-0400 or look at deprefinancial.com. And be sure to listen to the Tom Dupree Show on Saturday mornings on News Radio 630 WLAP and Louisville's Talk Radio 1080 WKJK. Hey, how many credit cards are in your wallet? The only card you need is the UK Federal Credit Union Visa Platinum Card, which offers rates as low as 7.24% APR. When unexpected expenses arise, you need a credit card with options, like the UK Federal Credit Union Visa Platinum Card with no annual fee and no balance transfer fee. Annual percentage rates apply, member qualifications apply, but the rate is variable and it applies to Visa Platinum Card, subject to credit approval, and subject to change. For full disclosures, visit UKFCU.org, federally insured by NCUA.